Pizza presents SCP. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. Guys, Steve is tired. I wasn't going to bring it up. Steve you brought is it up. trade deadlined out, you guys. It has nothing to do with the trade Steve deadline. Steve was working the phone so hard for 15 hours on Sportsnet yesterday. And Me, also... Armstrong, Ryan Ar- Lindsay, Armdog, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mallard. We were tired. Doug, Dougie? Yeah. Mer- 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 Merzy. I'm trying to give American nickname. Yeah, Merzy. Yeah, d- That's a very... I feel like that'd be a hockey nickname yeah, for him. Yeah, for sure. Jeff Z? Jeffy? Jeff, Jeffy, no. Jeffy's his wife, I think. It, that You can't... <laughs> Jeffy is not something that two dudes say to each other, I don't think. It might be, though. Mm, might be. It's hockey. Mm, yeah, anything's possible. You're right. I mean, you're right. There's a lot of butt tapping hockey in hockey, is too. for everyone. <laughs> That's We're true. off to a really good start. <laughs> I, I have a lot of faith in this show. This is going to be a good podcast. So, uh, so run us through your last 10 hours. Oh, for crying out loud. Look, I went to bed late because I uh, uploaded the LFR video last night because I knew we were going to record this morning, and then I got here this morning. So I got about three hours in. Feel good about it. You know who he did that for? You. The people. You, 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 the listener, people, you, the viewer, and you, the listener. Steve is a content machine. Just content and content and content. Just vomiting content and rainbows out of his mouth. Um, But there's hockey to talk about. There is. And you know what? I just want to say congratulations. That was so bad. Because there are, (laughs) there are buying winners and there are selling winners. Congratulations to the yesterday's buying winners, the Winnipeg Jets. You think so? The Winnipeg Jets are the buying winners of yesterday. Why is that? Because Winnipeg, I mean, listen, nothing against Tampa. They made some great moves. Like, let's, let's just get that off the table before the Lightning fan get upset. But Lightning fan, we know. Like, we know, we know. Winnipeg, city of what? 600, 700,000 people. Mike Hoffman doesn't want to wave his no-trade clause. He'd rather play for Eugene in Ottawa than go to Winnipeg. You know who looks pretty dumb today? Mike, Mike Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah, you're right. Okay, well. Have fun. Enjoy your... Early summer? Yeah, he just wants I to go guess. golfing, I guess. Have fun. <laughs> cool. But right, what else am I to deduce? Paul Stasny waived his no-trade clause to go. He left a playoff team. I shouldn't say that. There might be family circumstances, whatever, but you're right. And and that, I think, is a big deal. Paul Stasny is a big deal centerman in this league. What's he up with St. Louis? He wasn't supposed to get traded, and and somehow... He was a sleeper, I heard. Okay, but yeah. like St. Louis is again a team selling that could make the playoffs. That's selling at the deadline again. I don't know what's happening over there. What's up with that? But I mean, do they good. have like money problems? No, or I think it's just they, they, they don't just... believe in their team. They've had it. They've gone on a really terrible run lately. Yeah, they've also been losing a lot. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Like a bunch of confident. losers. It's it's that time of year where certain storylines can get swept under the rug. And I, you know how I found out about St. Louis's losing streak? Our Reddit page. So <laughs> I was like, what? They currently sit outside of the playoffs, one point back of uh, Los Angeles for the second wild card, but oh, they what? are on a mm-hmm. four-game losing streak, three, six, and one in the last ten. So, yeah. geez, maybe they should have sold more. And they, yeah. uh, they used to be one of the top teams in their division. Like Crazy. As, as early as a month ago. Like, it wasn't that long ago. So it's interesting that they've fallen off a cliff here and they're already going, okay, fine. Well, I mean, it, to me, it's good asset management, good on Doug Armstrong, because you've got a couple conditional picks out of it. Uh, but I think it's a big win for the Jets. Because Ke- Absolutely. Kevin Chevel used to always takes the trade deadline day off. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, actually, I'll, he, I'll give it to you. He actually to you. Make, he made a move. He did something. 
And he made that glasses. strong team already stronger. So you got Paul Stastny going to the Jets. The the Blues get a conditional first, a conditional fourth in 2020, and Eric Foley. Uh, I would like to know the conditions on all that. Now, if I'm not mistaken, isn't Foley a good prospect? There were a couple yeah. good prospects traded yesterday. I'm trying to remember who they all are. But I don't think there were... It's interesting, because there were a lot of first-rounders dealt. There was not... The, you you didn't see like a marquee prospect. You didn't see like a Sergachev moved. Um, like Sergachev pre this season. Like a, an A+, plus, you know he's going to be a good prospect. Oh yeah, well and it's, I was surprised Sergachev didn't get moved yesterday. <laughs> I, I was too. So anyway, In that I, I, think, I think of the buyers, I think this is a huge hurdle for the Winnipeg Jets to jump because most of the time they've just had to, to develop within. They, they, they can't ch- chase anybody in, the, uh, in free agency. They can't compete on that same level. Well, and, and, for yet, team, and here they are. And for a team who you would suspect would have to overpay at the deadline, I I don't know. You look at what some other teams did. I don't think they overpaid, nope. at least in comparison to the other buyers. So I was getting chirped by uh, C. Aaliyah on Twitter. So your your thing is everyone is literally the nicest. Yes. Mine is such and such team probably has the best forward depth in the league. Because <laughs> I've that said about? that of several teams now. I've said that about, oh, I put the least forward depth up against anybody, and Tampa's forward depth I put up against anybody. But who can beat Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins, really? Let me let me do, like, wh- wh- what do I get? Five teams? Yep. Okay. Yep. Leafs, I will put in there. Tampa, you have to put in there. Mm-hmm. Penguins, I'll still put in there. With this trade, I think even before this trade, how do you not put the Jets? They yeah. gotta be. They gotta be, and then I don't know. Screw it, I'll only do four. I'm too tired. What about Boston? I don't know if they're that. They got a killer couple one two lines, but like. They're a great team, but like, I just don't think their depth is that. Ah! Ah! After the deadline? Yeah, I haven't seen the roster yet. Maybe you're right. And also, I think Krejci's been out. Jesse might be right. And Krejci's back. Yikes. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, Um, Also, you showed a lot of love to the West. Yeah, yeah, the Jets. Yeah, but you threw that in because we were talking about them. Do we? Do you think you have an East bias? Maybe, or maybe the East is better now. Yeah, the East is better for sure. Also, we're not saying the best teams. I'm just saying forward depth. Are all our four of the? You know, no one's no one's looking at the Leafs and going deepest team in the league (laughs) because you look at the defense and you go, oh, Mm -hmm. heavens. Hey, Polak had a giveaway yesterday. Hey, let's, was, let's, let's not good. go to the Leaf game yet, please. No, Thank you. I just thought I'd throw that in. I just wanted to, I wanted to shout out the Winnipeg Jets. I thought it was a big deal, that they made a big deal. So you wanted to shout out the Winnipeg Jets. All right. Uh, the winner of the day? I mean, I think winner of the day has to go to, to Tampa. I mean, uh, if, okay. you're, if we're talking about winner of the day, um, like the, I, give, I give the Jets the Selkie. I give the MVP to the to the Lightning. I see JT Miller and Ryan McDonough. I know they gave up a lot. I know and 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 Vladimir Mestikov. And I I get that. I get that. But think about how scary that team looks when those two guys arrive. They really don't have a weakness. Jesse, who won the trade deadline? Um, I was thinking about that, and I was gonna go with the Rangers. Damn it. I was hoping you'd so you take someone have, else. That's my have, answer. Hold on, hold on. But that's different circumstances. I think you have to have buying winners and selling winners. You Fair. can't compare yeah. the two. I Fair. think they're apples and oranges, right? Yeah. So I totally, the Rangers won the selling, the sell-off, for sure. I don't think you have to separate it at all. It's, who won the day? They won the day. What do you mean? Oh, the, come on, man. Yeah, the, you do. The buying winner. It's totally different. The, the buying answer uh, is the team who wins the Stanley Cup. 
uh, in lieu of that, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. We have <laughs> based on what the Rangers walked away though, like the. <laughs> They'll probably be good next year again. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable. Well, yeah, no, I tweeted something like uh, last week the Rangers were like, all right, we're rebuilding. And this, you know, this afternoon they're like, all right, that was fun. Thanks. <laughs> That's unbelievable what they did. I I, uh, I was impressed. I was really impressed. They, Extremely impressed. And what's amazing is reading some of the newspapers out of New York this morning, they're not convinced, eh? There's a lot of writers who are like, this is a very risky rebuild. Yeah, you're wrong, guys. Like, well, you know, you'd be risky to hang on to these guys. No, yeah, you're wrong. You're totally wrong. So let's get into that Ryan McDonough deal. Okay, so that, by the way, which was a huge, huge deal on both sides. So you get Ryan McDonough, JT Miller. The other the other way, New York gets a first-round pick in 2018, a conditional second next year, Vlad Nemestikov, uh, Lieber Hijik, uh, and Brett Howden. Now, what do we know about those two prospects? Uh, Brett Howden is a first round pick and the Liber guy is a second round pick. And I'll be honest and just say that's all I know. So about you got a really. first, a second, a first, and a second, basically. The, the Lightning are absolutely 100% going for it. They totally they un- to, unloaded the whole cupboard. I get it. I get it. There's a couple teams that severely overpaid yesterday, and I'll defend the both of them uh, for their... In in their logic in doing it. The other one's the Golden Knights, but we'll, we'll get to them. Um, yeah, Tampa didn't just unload their uh, picks. They unloaded picks they already made. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're completely going for it. First round picks, second round picks. But for a team like the Rangers, getting uh, guys who are already like, what would those guys be, 20? Or like by the time next season starts, they'd be about 20? Yeah. So that kind of that kind of speeds up your rebuild a little bit, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, these guys might be ready a little sooner than you anticipated. So I I think that's good for them. I'm just looking at NHLTradeTracker.com and everything the Rangers have done this month. That's it's a completely Go run different it team. It. Run through it. Okay, so February 9th, they made a trade with Washington. Uh, Rangers got Hubert Labry, who may or may not be made up. John Albert made up. Capitals get Adam Chappell and Joe Whitney. Made up, so I wasted time pretty much saying that trade. The first real deadline move, Rangers get rid of Nick Holden. In return, they get Rob O'Gara and a third-round pick. They trade Michael Grabner to the Devils. They get Yegor Rikov for, uh, and also a 2018 second-round pick, so they get a prospect and a pick. In the Rick Nash deal... That I, was... Uh, the Rick Nash deal is pretty unbelievable. That's ballsy. If it pays off for the Bruins, I'll be the first one to be like, congratulations, but uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Ryan Spooner, Matt Bolesky, who is overpaid, but will, I mean, probably be a Ranger. Uh, Ryan Lindgren, a 2018 first and a 2019 seventh. Uh, Ryan Grace for Chris Bigress. That's just, uh, you know, trading of two prospects. Bigress used to be a second round pick, though. What's interesting about that one is... The fact that somebody, well, I forget who was tweeting it yesterday, but uh, it was somebody's tweeted, uh, you know who's got more points five on five in the last three years than Rick Nash? Thomas Buchanan. Thomas Buchanan. Yeah. And, and, and they're like, and you know who's got more five on four points? Thomas Buchanan. Yep. And apparently he's got more ice time All too. situations. Yeah. 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 Crazy. But so. then you go back three years ago and he scored 42. Yes. So. But again, I feel like it was a reputation trade. A I think that bit. holds a little on reputation. A little bit. Now he could prove me wrong in the playoffs and be amazing, but he's got 15 career playoff goals in 77 Boy, games. 
You know, that's one of those things. Like, uh, it's it's unfair. You look at his his regular season body of work is so much larger than his playoff body of work. Yes. But I don't see anyone calling Joel Ward a regular season bum. When the playoffs come around, he scores freaking goals. That's what teams pay him to do. Um, and right now, the Bruins got Rick Nash to help him win a Stanley Cup. Can he help them do that? We'll see. Um, when the Bruins are lifting the Stanley Cup above their heads in June, will I, <laughs> they'll be the tweeting us this, these clips. <laughs> Great. I mean, it was a question. Yeah. I have to ask the question, Stan. So the, the Tampa trade for New York in particular I thought was brilliant because they did something that I feel like a lot more rebuilding teams should do. So they get Vlad Nemestikov, Lieber Hajek, however you say his name, I know I butchered it, Brett Howden, 2018 first-round pick, a 2019 conditional second. So if Tampa wins the cup this year or next, mm-hmm. that second turns into a first. Pretty nice. Well, and I mean, if they win the cup, though, it's a that's the point. 31st pick. Yeah, and it's also the point. Um, yeah, that would be a usually that that used to be a second round pick. What do you mean? Oh, a 31st yeah. overall pick. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the Leafs, I think, got uh, Yurgar Korshkov a couple of years ago at 31st, and that was a second round pick at the time. But now if we say first round pick, Yurgar Korshkov, Korshkov <laughs> or Igor Korshkov. I was surprised to see Yegor. his name, by the way, come up on boards like he's a prospect that they might deal or that he's a prospect that people are interested in because I, I haven't heard anything about him. That's just a name you throw out there. Oh, it's just a guy. I'm trying to think. Of, there was a Here's Russian. a warm body. He's got... Eyebrows and hair. There was a, a Leafs draft pick who he was doing well in Russia, so he was on HF boards like every single uh, draft scenario with the Leafs. Dmitry Vorobiev? Was, was that his name? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, so they get rid of Ryan McDonough and JT Miller. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't both guys have a year left on their deal? I believe so. Dude, like more teams should be honest with themselves and do that. The Rangers knew they were heading for a rebuild. Get what you can get now. If all you get is picks, great. The picks will be a year older. Right? You, you, you want to be better sooner or later? The Rangers decided sooner. And I think with what they've done in the last couple of weeks, they're going to be better sooner than later. There's the big old Lundquist elephant in the room. but Yeah, because they're not trading him. Which Do you think... Do you think if, if not often? Let's say they're bad next year. I don't think they will be. No, there's still they some won't. talent on that team. But let's say they're bad next year, or maybe. Do you think that Henrik Lundqvist maybe changes his mind and goes, you know, I'm like a few thousand years older than the rest of this team? <laughs> I don't think you can because it's eight point five million until twenty. You'd have to retain. <sighs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got four years to change his mind. Years. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess three years. Yeah, you're right. It'd be now, pretty hard. You're right. It'd be impossible to deal that. It's like the Bobby Ryan deal. So they have a crazy amount of RFAs who they're going to have to pay. Brady Shea is going to get a lot of money. Ryan Spooner, they're going to have to pay. Kevin Hayes, they're going to have to play. Uh, Vlad Nemestikov is going to be a very interesting one. He's an RFA with arbitration rights. But they're going to have some space, I think, with all the guys that they offloaded. They got all these picks. Uh, so they can go young. But you know what the underrated rumor was with the Bruins? I mean, the Rangers, sorry, heading into yesterday, was Ilya Kovalchuk's uh, potential NHL comeback and the fact that he might want to join the Rangers. Interesting. I mean, 
I mean, it's old and busted up Ilya Kovalchuk, but it's still Ilya Kovalchuk. I don't think... This if I'm Ilya Kovalchuk and John Deveris is playing with the Islanders, that's where I'm going. If I want to be in New York... Nah. You don't want to play with Manhattan. John Tavares? Manhattan. A little different. You know? No, I mean... Thank you, Jesse. He wants to... I mean, I think he wants to win, but he also wants to make money. I don't know. I, there, he's, again, he's another guy who's got a lot of time to make up his mind. But what I saw... I'm trying to remember who tweeted it, but um, all the Ilya Kovalchuk rumors a year or two ago... He was tied down to New Jersey. They still held his rights, and they were thinking about trading it. Now they don't have to do that. He's just a UFA. <laughs> I just realized I was wearing my glasses with the straw. New Jersey should. <laughs> that's another. New Jersey should have traded those rights. Should have just taken whatever they could have got. For yeah, him. I never understood that. Like, don't that don't, was an option. Yeah, last oh, wow, summer. I had no idea. They he wanted back in last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember and, we talked. About and then and then Jersey was like, uh, they apparently the asking price was like through the roof. Yeah. It's like, we dude, want we'll a just first take... round pick. Okay, well, no. So yeah, yeah. So w- just take what you can get, and that's what that's get what a bring... seventh for crying out loud. Just get, get something. What? That's now what... they have nothing, and that brings <laughs> or me... you know hold on to your pride. <laughs> that brings me to the how many goals has your pride scored? Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. Now they they, you you mentioned the Detroit Red Wings for a couple reasons. I know that uh, they made a trade with the Vegas Golden Knights, and they mm-hmm. <laughs> Thomas Tatar for a first. A second next year and a third in 2021. And they robbed the Vegas Golden Knights. I think so. <laughs> they sort of, it sort of seems like they may have robbed the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, for a year and a half of Thomas Tatar. You no, know, there's no isn't more. It? Oh, I think it, it okay. might be a full two years, but um, that is a lot. That is a lot. You know what Detroit did was they took advantage of a perfect scenario. Go ahead and look. At, oh wow, he signed till twenty twenty one. They got him for a while. Yeah, they got him for a while. L- look at Vegas's pick situation. It's well, a little okay. yeah. You just brought it up. It's a little sparse. Yeah, this they, upcoming draft. Yeah, they, they got their uh, no first, uh, second, no own third. second, no third. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh and Vancouver's fourth, their own, and Carolina's fifth. The Leafs sixth, and their sixth, and no seventh. It's crazy that an expansion team doesn't have their first round <laughs> draft pick in their first year. I know, but then look at next year. They got their own first, two, two seconds, seconds, three thirds, three thirds. Uh, the next year, their they own make first, it four fourths, three seconds. Look, <laughs> yeah, I know. They should aim to make it four fourths. <laughs> and last year they drafted three guys in the first round. I think another two in the second round. And think of what Vegas paid to get these picks. They robbed the Islanders blind uh, mm-hmm. just to take on the Grabowski deal. They robbed the Blue Jackets bo- uh, blind just to take on the Clarkson deal and took William Carlson. They got picks for, like, Alexi Yamelin. They got picks for Trevor Van Riemsdyk. They got picks for all these guys that they just, like, took for free and dealt. Mm-hmm. For free. For free. <laughs> yeah. So Detroit clearly wins this deal, but just because they clearly won and clearly fleeced Vegas doesn't mean that they fleeced Vegas at all. At all. These draft picks mean less to Vegas. They just do. What I think is kind of cool about it, too, is you've got um, James Neal coming up, and then you've got Marc-Andre Fleury coming up in after 2019. And what's neat about that is, you know, they the Vegas Golden Knights in their very first year went out and were buyers at, at the trade deadline. And it goes to show guys like that who you may want to keep around. I mean, James Neal's 30. I'm not sure if you want to sign him to a six-year deal at that point. That's up to them. But 
he's always scored. James Neal is a lock for 20 goals Pretty every consistent, year. Consistent, yeah. Um, At least 20, yeah. And it shows these guys that, hey, congratulations, you did a great job. And by the way, we're serious about this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. Like, I mean, it's obviously next year is going to be very interesting for the Vegas Golden Knights because a lot of these guys are going to be gone. Um, I don't know that they're going to go and re-sign every single one of them, but a lot of the younger guys are still going to be here, and it's going to be, be important to know that they're, the, the management and the ownership is behind them actually coming in and winning. So they're not wasting their years here. And I think that's cool. And from the Detroit end of things, um, wow, I didn't realize how many picks they'd actually accumulated. So in the Riley Shan deal with Pittsburgh earlier in the year, Detroit got rid of a fifth, but they acquired a third. And then when they got rid of Scott Wilson, who they got in that deal, they got a fifth for him. In the Mrazic deal, they got a fourth and a third. And then in Tatar, uh, first, second, and third. By the way, that's got to be the first 2021 draft pick ever traded. Um, Has to be, right? Yeah, I think so. I can't believe we're already getting into the 2020s. I mean, Pittsburgh dealt their 2020 second it's, with Flurry, but... I kind of like that they're doing it just because it's it happens in junior all the time, and there's no reason why you can't. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, It's an asset. That's interesting. Like, I, I, You can almost picture the conversation between McPhee and... Uh, who's in Detroit? Ken Holland. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we want three picks. Whoa, that's nuts. Hey, how about one three years down the line? So the one thing as like a Leafs fan that made me feel good about Detroit's deadline is, yeah, they accumulated all these picks, but like they're not going to be good for a while. Mm-hmm. The, they the got picks, picks are not prospects. Yeah, if they draft well, so first they have to draft well, and then they have to develop well, and then they got to develop them. Well, and then and then that brings us to Mike Green. How weren't you able to get anything done? Well, according to a tweet from LeBron, they they he has an injury and that scared some teams off. But then you're asking prices too high. Well, and his no trade list. Oh, which, it's two which teams. apparently he didn't want to come to Toronto. Another, I, the, well, and it was funny. Did you see Lou Lamorello's press conference? Yeah, we're not interested. Ice. Ice. Well, I don't know that they were. I don't know if that means they were or they're pissed off at him or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if that was a do you think I don't think that was a vindictive comment. I don't think mm, Lou needs no, to make No, but let's pretend it was for a sec. The subtext is uh Michael, give your head a shake. Yeah. Look at us. Look at the position you play and look at our need. Look at us without you. We're fine. Come win a cup, idiot. <laughs> and he didn't feel like it. Do you think they were actually interested? Mm, eh. I don't see I don't it. think he provides. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't so. think he is exactly the, like I, I think I've said this before, I don't think he's exactly the type of defenseman that they need. Yeah, he's a right-handed defenseman. And the Leafs are short on that, but uh, they want a penalty killer. Mm -hmm. And uh, Roman Polak is an elite penalty killer. You heard Babcock say it. Yeah, because if we had uh, Mike Green tomorrow or tonight, I don't think he makes the lineup. I don't think Babcock would put him in. So you know, I think he makes. He's at least because you've got Hainsey Zaitsev. I could see Hainsey Zaitsev Green on the right side. I think over Carrick and Polak would play Polak. (laughs) <laughs> you think he likes Polak that yeah, much? Over my green? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. So I, don't, I don't know why you why you lose an That's asset a good to point. go get a guy who your coach probably doesn't like that much. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah. I think that's probably why they didn't go after him too. He probably was like, "I'm not going to play him." Like, there's <laughs> no, there's no. Really and truly, I think you're right, Jesse. There's, you know how many analytics guys right now are screaming Zaitsev. <laughs> Yeah, but well, they, Z- I think Zaitsev's still hurt. I think he's well, playing he's hurt. He's a penalty killer too. Yeah, well, for sure. And I think the the the, the point though is that I think Jesse makes a good point. Me, Mike Green in Toronto means that 
Roman Polak's not playing the penalty kill, which means it's just Hainsey and Zaitsev. Until their limbs fall off. Yeah, so I, I think you're right. Cabinet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just put them out there. Put them on D. Put Dom Moore on defense. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, you know what? I don't like that. No. <laughs> I don't like that idea. I don't like him. So... Yeah, I be, I found it very interesting. It's like kind of like whatever Washington or Tampa offered them. You have to think Washington offered something. Just take it. So the other interesting, why, what is the deal with that? Why mm-hmm. do teams are like no? That's our price. We're going to lose lose them in the offseason. I would rather get nothing than have yeah. somebody not pay my price. <laughs> Again, how many goals have, how many goals have has your pride ever scored? Exactly. I the least did that, that was it with Grabner or Parento? Was it Parento that was injured? A couple deadlines ago. I think they might not have had that much interest in Parento. One of the one of the two was injured. I think it was Grabner was injured. They couldn't they couldn't find a, a seat for him. Uh, Parento had twenty goals. You telling me you couldn't get a seventh for a guy that had twenty goals? Now Devil's Advocate. So Doug McLean told a story uh, where he got a call from Brian Burke one trade deadline um, with ten minutes left, and he goes, uh, "What do you want for Jeff Sanderson?" And Doug McLean goes, "Uh, third round pick." Berkey goes, "Done." And McLean was so happy to unload eight hundred grand because his owner, I guess, was cheap. You know, wanted wanted to save some money. But then, I mean, isn't the book out on you? Eh, just wait him out, wait him out, wait him out, make him sweat, and then okay, now I get to fleece you. Yep. Is is that how it goes? I, I guess I don't know. You're what is it? Cutting off your nose to spite your face? What's the saying? You you would know, Adam. You're an ant. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if that's the right yeah, thing for this particular situation. Well, context. how do you use it then? In a different context than this. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is operating on safe mode if an organization, right now, so I don't know. If an organization is cutting back on employees, at a certain point, you're cutting fat, and then you're cutting into meat and bone, as they say. Whoa. And if you're cutting into meat and bone, you are cutting off your nose despite your face because you want your face to be intact but if you keep cutting and cutting and cutting eventually you're going to have to cut your face too that's the point it's a very gross thing but it's that's very basically original Grimm Brothers well it's it's graphic. how they that's how they use to describe the, the cuts in media so that's why I hear it a lot hmm. alright anyway, um, anyway the the point huh? here is that I don't know okay fine the book's the book's out on you but you're still now you've hamstrung your team Right. This is the thing. Like you want your team to succeed, don't you? But is that seventh rounder really gonna be that's gonna be the thing that fixes the rebuild? I know. I know, Adam. I'm not saying that. And the, I agree and the with thing it. is trade to trade. If if that is if that's the book out on you, just wait them out. Trade to trade, everything's different. If Mike Green is a stellar all star defenseman, then then it's still a first round plus. But he's not anymore. So, you know, it doesn't really matter that that okay, fine. I I sold a little lower than I wanted to on Mike Green. Welcome to trading, man. Uh, like that's just <laughs> the way it is. And if Mike Green is a a stud A plus defenseman next year, which I don't think he will be, but he was in the past, then he's worth the Brian McDonough package. Mike Green was good in like two thousand nine. Yeah, and then he like, had like thirty goals or something. Yeah. It was crazy. But that was so long ago. It was nearly ten years ago. Yes, you should you yes, should be yes. getting what you can for Mike Green. That's the thing. Certain players you don't sell low on. Carlson. Don't sell low on Carlson. <laughs> Mike Green, expiring contract. Yeah, sure, man. <laughs> That's absolutely insane. All right, so I'm looking at his stats. 0809 yeah, in 68 games. So he actually missed quite a few games. He scored 31 goals. As a defenseman. Yeah, 42 assists, <laughs> 73 points. The next season, in 75 games, only 19 goals. Oh, is that all? F- uh, 76 points, though. 
That's unbelievable. But it's it's funny because fell off a cliff. Fell off a cliff. He scored fourteen goals last year. Thirty six points. Oh, okay. No, I'm looking at his games played, and it's forty nine, thirty two, thirty five. Yeah. Oh, he had some real bad injury yeah, troubles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, it looks like he's gotten better. And he scored in the playoffs too. It looks like he's improved. The like player? you the know, player? two two years ago, for example. Um, and also, what are his underlying numbers? Like we're just oh, I don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing. That he's not, the problem with Mike Green is that he's not a defensive defenseman. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's not like the least one a defensive defenseman because you're, you're you're talking about Adam Larson at that point. But it's it's they needed a guy who can play defense. And they didn't get it. And that's okay. I don't think, from a Leafs perspective, that this is the year to go make those deals anyway. I don't know that the team is good enough, strong enough. And I think it's also just a good test to let it go. Go, kids. Go well, see what you can do. So that's it's interesting you'd say that because I was, I've been kind of wrestling with that. Um, if this team is not good enough or strong enough to go out and make that kind of deal, why'd you get Placanets? Well, I think... I think that there is a, a, a beauty in keeping the group together and um, not blowing your futures when you know that you've got you probably got a better chance next year and the year after. You, Steve, like honestly, they needed a fourth a fourth line center. They needed it, and they would have yeah. got it last year had they gotten Jordan Wheel, the guy they really wanted. Who hasn't had the greatest season, no, by the way. But, <laughs> a couple of Flyers fans pointed that out to me. And but that was the guy they really, him. really wanted. And huh. this summer, one of the things that they're going to have to do, because it's been a dark hole vacuum for this team for two years now, is fix that position. So they 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 put putty where they need to fully drywall the whole situation. But that is something you could fix in the offseason, which they did not fix last summer and they need to do. And their minor league depth is poor. At center, yes. At, at center, yeah. So, well, they got they got Altonen, who would have been fine, but he just got hurt. They got Gauthier, and they got like Adam Brooks, who's playing like fourth line. Yeah, he's. Yeah, Which Adam doesn't Brooks mean is, he's bad. It just means he's developing, right? Bracco's on the fourth line too, and he's great. So, the, the I think the point here is you. <laughs> there, there's to Steve. How do you not look at this team and go, yeah, we should go out and get them some help? They've got 84 points. Philadelphia is the top of the Metro Division right now with 78. They absolutely deserve the help. Absolutely. Yeah. And what did you give through, up? A second round pick and a couple prospects that had never make the team? Through 64 games, this is the greatest Leaf team of all time. Yeah, but Literally no. in the history of the franchise. No, we should trade JVR. That's amazing, <laughs> eh? Like, that's, that's amazing. That's an incredible stat. Yeah, like, uh, I, I, was a little, I was a little disheartened with how many people were saying we should trade JVR, look what you would get for JVR. Of course you would get a lot for JVR, but, like, you're good. I, oh, like, yeah, but Tampa might be better. Yeah, they might be, but, like, the Stanley Cup is difficult to win. You, listen, if you watched the game last night... There's never going to be a clear path. I don't think... I mean, we were missing Matthews. They missed T- Tyler Johnson for you know half a period, and Kucherov's Kucherov, out. Yeah. So you and had so, so and their two defense, uh, two guys. Yeah, McDonough and, and Miller for sure. But I don't think that <laughs> I don't think deep. that there's a whole lot. There's a lot of ands there. Yeah, and and and. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think they're closer than people give us credit for. Way closer. Sure. I yep. think they are closer to Tampa Bay. Not that Tampa Bay is not far and away the best team in the conference, probably in the league. They are. But I don't think the Leafs are that far away. So if, if you go and you make that big move now, okay, fine. Then then you got to go. Then, you, then you're putting extra pressure on yourself. To me, it's like, let the 21-year-old Austin Matthews-led Toronto Maple Leafs 
go in and have a test. And I think Nick Kiprio said Again. it perfectly. <laughs> so if they get to the second round, successful season. Yeah, I don't think Babcock looks at it that way. I don't think so either, and but. I don't think he can. He's not paid to. You're right. But you have to look at, this is incremental, man. We're walking up some stairs. Remember, mm-hmm. Tampa didn't make the playoffs last year, and they didn't panic. Imagine the Leafs didn't make the playoffs this year. It would just be it would be Edmonton. We'd be in Edmonton. I don't know how much the organization would be panicking, but the fan base would just be beside themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> We'd be beside ourselves. Now imagine in the I middle. I scream so much more during Leafs games than I ever have. Like, even in my childhood. The games just mean so much to me now. And look at Tampa going into last year. Playoffs, 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 playoffs. All of a sudden, they don't make the playoffs. Weren't they coming we off? Would, it, Leaf fans would be apoplectic. Yeah, it would be crazy. Two years removed from the Stanley Cup final? Yeah. Something like that. And now they're going to go back. And this seems better. Yeah. This version so I, I of the think, Lightning is so, so much better. To your point, why do you go get them help? Because they need it. And because what Jesse said, this is the best Leafs team at 65 games ever. 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 And, and yeah, there's shootouts in there, whatever, whatever. So, but it, they're one of the le- best Leafs teams ever. Absolutely. Which is crazy. Points-wise, if they are, what, they're number one ever, right, Jess? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in terms of wins. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they've never had uh, 39 wins at this point. And season. they're going to finish the season at least a solid two weeks ahead of the Bruins, which I'm very excited for. That's unbelievable. <laughs> it's like still ahead of the Bruins. 60 in terms of games. <laughs> like, the, the Leafs' second bye week, like they just all go to Cuba or something right before the freaking playoffs They all come start. back tanned. It's, how are the Leafs playing the second half of a back-to-back tonight? I know! It's, it's becoming know. a bit. Every time on the show, we're like, has anyone caught up to the Leafs? Still no. Still no. Not gonna um, happen for a while. Tell me this: How is Ryan Hartman worth a first round pick? Wow, that was confusing. That was really confusing. Like he I, scored I nineteen goals that. once, and what's, then what's the full deal? The full deal. I'll I'll bring it up here on Ryan Hartman's a twenty thirteen first round pick, uh, late first round pick of the Blackhawks. Yes, and he had a good season last year. Uh, I believe it was last year. Yeah, uh, Ryan Hartman at a fifth uh, to the Predators for uh, Victor Edgesell. Don't know who he is. Sure, yep. uh, a 2018 first and a 2018 fourth. Okay, that's that's some ser- that's serious. Well, Blackhawks fans, you lasted one episode. You're back on the hook. <laughs> the Penguins have not taken you off the hook. It is still frustrating to see you get everything you want and more. <laughs> I hate you. How did oh, you no, get a first round pick? I the team in 24 hours. Oh no. <laughs> oh, and to think you're gonna have to wait till June to do it again. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, whoa is the Blackhawks. More like Chicago, whoa. And they somehow managed Terrible. to grab no. a fifth-round no. pick out of Boston, too, for Tommy Wingles. Yeah, which is okay. That's fine. By the way, any team who went out and got a late-round pick, I'll just say, like, two of the Leafs' top five prospects right now, like Andreas Janssen, I would say, is one of their best. Mm-hmm. Garrett Sparks is the best goalie in the minors, so he'd mm-hmm. probably be one of their best. Both seventh-round picks. Gone around, six-round pick. I mean, you can go around the league, and there's endless examples. You never know what that pick turns into. It's kind of up to you. That's the beauty. So maybe your, hey, last minute, just trade this guy, isn't such a good idea. Yeah, maybe Because not. it could be Garrett Sparks. You know, it could be. Yeah. You know? Don't, don't Doug McClain it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, did, wow. You, did you know that Kyle Bond, who is now in the Leaf system, has gone from Chicago to Montreal, to Toronto in less than six months. 
and grandson of Bobby Bond. That's true. Um, um, but he's not UC Yokinen. That's right. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> but, Weird deal. Hold on. Don't. Yeah, no, we're sorry. not going there There's yet. A lot to go through, not yeah. going there yet. But how does that? How is Ryan Hartman worth a first, a fourth? I suppose because not only is he decent, but he's young, twenty-three, and, and he's cheap. Yeah, as well. Um, but he's an RFA, so you got to resign him. Boy, a first-round pick. I don't know. Do you just hope that someone offer sheets? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you look at you look at the guys who were kind of overpaid for, right? So Hartman, Tatar, um, even I mean McDonough and um, JT Miller. They all have term left beyond this season. So, like, yeah, you paid a first, second, and third for Tatar, but it's for more than one season of Tatar. You know what I mean? It's for more than whatever it is, a month of Tatar. Mm -hmm. For Hartman or, you know, a guy like Nemesnikov, you know, all restricted free agents, you're... You're getting an already guy who can play. You're getting an established NHL player who... Because of the CBA, you have all the bargaining chips and can keep around for a very long time. So I suppose that's why the value is so high. I'm still surprised. That's a lot. Okay, like Blackhawks fans, you'll know better than me. Okay, but what is the what is the chasm of difference between Ryan Hartman and Tommy Wingles? I want to know. Is Hartman a center? Or He's a, a left winger or something. I think. Yeah. Come on. Could have paid a fifth. But, again, you take advantage of the desperate teams. The Preds are going for it. Uh, he's a right winger. Oh, right winger. There's like kind of two kind of slugfests going on right now. You know, the, the Metro is, is fairly even. Mm-hmm. The Pacific, I mean, you got <laughs> Vegas and... Uh, Everybody else. Just cooling on the beach. But uh, you get the you Hold get on. the three headed monster. Eighty seven points. Their next closest competitor, San Jose, was seventy five. It's stupid. <laughs> that's it's, insane. It's offensive. I'm. That's rude. Wow. So you get the three headed monster in the Atlantic, mm-hmm. um, or even if you argue it's just Tampa Boston. Okay, fine. It's still. I wouldn't argue match. that. I think it's three. Yeah, I wouldn't argue. That. I wouldn't want to play. Yeah, any at of least those we're teams. ahead of Boston like two seconds ago. And are right now. And they oh, are. and they yeah. still are. Oh yeah, because Boston hasn't got a point yeah. since. Yeah. So it's because Boston hasn't played enough. <laughs> well, of course. But hey, you got you're you're not ahead until you're ahead. Yep. You got to pay something to get some. But then there's um, Nashville and Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge slugfest too, and they both uh, spent a lot I at the, the deadline uh, to get better. But I would much rather have Stasny than Hartman, to be honest with you, at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and well, I mean, does I, I don't know if Nashville really needs centers either. But again, you're getting you're probably getting a better player in Stastny, but he's more expensive and gone. Not necessarily. The second, this eh, maybe. Ah, well, he'll be more expensive probably regardless. He might like playing with Patrick Line. I'm just throwing that out there on the third line. On the third line. On the third line. Jesse, eh? go ahead, buddy. I have the strength of season schedule for the remainder of this NHL season. Yeah. So who's this from? So I, I got it from the SN Stats Department in like an email. Oh, well, hell. So, yeah. um, Those guys are so smart. Yeah, they are unreal. incredible. Mm-hmm. You want to hear the top five teams with the most difficult schedule for the rest of the season? Most difficult most for the rest difficult. of the season? Most difficult, yes. Who is it? New Jersey, one. Dallas, Montreal, Chicago, Philly. So oh, that sucks for Philly. Their opponents are a 588, a 585, 579, 578, and a 573. 
So that's just based off of how good their opponents for the rest of the season are. It doesn't account for things like travel or days no. off. These are just the opponents' win percentage. Interesting, because I saw the Leafs out of Tampa and Boston had the easiest, but also the no. most days oh, off. Oh, out of Tampa and Boston. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So they had the easiest out of the three, and they had the most days off, mm-hmm. which I thought was very neat. Do you know what team has the thirty is in thirty first first place? So they have the easiest schedule for the rest of the season. Hmm, it's got to be somebody unfair. Stupid Pittsburgh, Vegas. <laughs> oh, maybe Adam Wild. Oh, oh my god! Are you serious? The Vegas Golden Knights for the rest of the season have opponents that'll average at at five thirty two. So they have the easiest schedule for the rest of the season. When am I allowed <laughs> to join in with the uh, party poopers on Twitter and be bitter about uh, about the Vegas Golden Knights? Don't be bitter. Why would we? Why be bitter I, about this? I, Enjoy I'm this. I'm starting to get it. You're getting like, less I cute get by the day. I'm not on. Is it the Twitter account, guys? Is it the Twitter account? No, no, no. It's because no. they were a napkin. This time last year. <laughs> and they got to build. <laughs> they were point. literally nothing. He's not wrong. They were a napkin. And then they got to build this team with unlimited salary cap space and just pick and choose. And then now they're in first. And it's not cute anymore. No. No. They're the behemoth. It's not cute. They're Goliath. Yeah. I yeah, sorry. I'm not I'm not gonna cheer for the underdog who's in first place. <laughs> or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, second. Mm. They're making there. a movie about this. They're making a movie about this. If they win. If they keep going, they're making a movie. They need about a win this. for the movie to come and out. And we're gonna be there's gonna be like a very brief cameo of a cantankerous podcast going, but they don't deserve it. <laughs> I think they totally deserve it. Uh, I'm the on rest board. of the Good bottom is uh, Calgary, 30th. Uh, five, they're going to face a 537. Oh, so they're lucky. Yes, yes. Oh. And then 29th is the Leafs. That's good. Eight is the Lightning. 27 Florida and 26 Canucks. So, so the Leafs have an easier time than the Lightning, but the Lightning still have a very easy time. Yes, yes. Barely. Although, easier. I mean, again, it doesn't weigh in certain factors. They already don't have Palat. They might be without Johnson, although he returned to the game, and uh, we're still waiting on an update for Kutra. It's funny. I'm used to just looking at my phone because it's usually right around noon, and we get a, <laughs> we actually do get like a flood of news before we start recording. Yeah. It is quarter after nine. <laughs> I'm going to so, read to you the most powerful tweet, the most powerful tweet powerful. from the trade deadline yesterday. Interesting. Okay. Ready? Wanna, they, don't even, they didn't even use all 280 characters. This is how powerful this tweet was. They just powerful tweets it. are short. They're to the point, not a wasted word, not a wasted syllable, and this one just knocked it out of the park. Okay. Vancouver is currently in the bottom four uh, for the third consecutive year. They have not acquired a single draft pick other than their own for the next three entry drafts. Who is that, Botchford? Uh, drag like pull. Oh. Home run, home run tweet. That sucks. So Scott Wheeler was really going to bat for the Canucks because they, they got, what was the trade? They got, they got rid of... Um, Tyler Mott. Yeah, Vanek for Tyler Mott. And then they got Brendan Leipzig. Oh, and UC Jokinen. Yeah, they got UC Jokinen. I did not understand that. The Leipzig that. deal is weird, yeah. They, they need a warm body in the... No, I like the Leipzig deal yeah. for them. Uh, I like it. I well, mean, it's, it's, it's not much of a deal. It's funny that Philip Holm... 
I'm funny. It's weird that they just made that deal. I mean, I think Leipzig's going to get more of a chance to play in Vancouver, but Philip Holm was the guy that was touted above Borgman and Rosen last year. Was he? He was the Swedish defenseman oh, that, that, we, that. that the Leafs lost out on. Yeah, but that guy's, he's 26. And he, what, did he crack the NHL this year? Did he he's crack played the one Canucks? Game. One game. Come on. Like, no, I, I think the Canucks clearly win that deal. It's just how big of a win is it? I mean, we get to see Leipzig. I was bummed to see him go. Um, hasn't really panned out in Vegas, he but wouldn't, maybe he's got to play a different role. He also wouldn't, he wouldn't have made the Leafs. So, like, it's just he wouldn't have made it. No, but I think he'll get the opportunity in Vancouver. <laughs> he'll, he'll get the opportunity in Vancouver we thought he was going to get in Vegas. Yeah. Which uh, is to, to play a lot. But getting rid of Vanek for Mott and Jokin, and this is confusing. I was surprised they didn't get a pick. But also, what'd you get Jokin in for? Probably just uh, Columbus wanted to take wanted them to take two contracts or a salary thing. Or, UFA. And yeah, why didn't UFA. you flip him? You couldn't have flipped him. I guess he's been put on waivers too many times. Mm. Yeah, what's the, what's the market value on UC Yokin? Dude, get a conditional seven. You couldn't play with the Oilers, man. Get like, a con. There's got to be a conditional seventh out there, and if you get nothing for him, like the condition is he resigns. If you get nothing. Um, all right. Well, it still looks better that you even got the conditional pick as well as, you know, Tyler Mott. Uh, so Scott Wheeler was really going to bat for the Canucks saying Tyler Mott is actually not that bad of a prospect. The issue I have with Mott is he's in not that much of a prospect anymore territory because he's 22. Saw a lot of people go, well, he's 22. Dude, he's going to be 23 next month and things move quickly in the NHL. So um, that becomes... What the hell are you territory? Right. I mean, I would say Brendan Leipzig is pretty close to what the hell are you territory, or I'd say he's right smack dab in the middle of what the hell are you territory. And both guys might impress with the Canucks for the rest of the season, so never know. Never but, know. But the fact remains. They should have got picks. <laughs> Erica Branson could have got you a second round pick. And then you could have signed Instead, he got you character, though. So You could have. <laughs> what? You did. It's true. You know, Adam, they could have signed him in the offseason. They could have signed him on July 1st. No, Why they did got they do it? Though. No. No. And mustache. Do you know how much that costs? By the way, okay, so you just brought something up. The uh, the They could have re-signed him on July 1st if they liked him so much. Patrick Maroon going to New Jersey and then going, I'd like to re-sign with Edmonton in the offseason. If you're not someone with the Devils, do you not go, hey, Patrick, maybe shut the hell up. <laughs> No, and then he had to backtrack and be like, no, I'm really happy you play here for the rest of the season. I think he will be a lot happier once he starts playing there. Yeah. No, no, on second thought, no, this is pretty good. Like, I don't know. He was just being nice. spoke and he was just being nice. Thomas Buchanan said the same thing. What? My home is Montreal. My family's staying in Montreal. Like, we know. It's okay. Oh, a guy who's been there for 40 years likes it? Like, Weird. Wow. It's 45. <laughs> oh, sorry. I saw people getting all upset about the fact that the Leafs made him shave his goatee, too. And I think I think people are missing the point with the whole face shaving thing um, and, the, and the short hair thing. It's not, they don't do it so it's a power trip. They do it, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but I don't think you, uh, I, I want you to take me seriously on this and I won't explain this properly. I am, I am working with it. There is a prevailing thought and it's a little bit old school Okay. that if you and your, everybody on the team has to have this uniform, you got to wear a tie, 
You got to wear a suit. You got to have a nice haircut that you can set your watch to. Yep. You got to have no facial hair. That there's a bit of a, a bond to that. Well, and the point it's the reverse playoff beard. Yeah. You all have to do it. Yeah. That's the camaraderie of it. Yes. That's the whole thing with the playoff beard. This is the same thing, just the reverse. Totally. So I don't think they do it because. We don't have any more batteries. Yeah, so. we're, the, the, that light's dead. <laughs> I don't think, uh, I'm glad that you took a moment though to, to check. I didn't for say everyone, right for everyone everyone listening. <laughs> for Steve, everyone listening, one of our lights just went Steve, down. So Steve's we never heard on it. with the show before. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, should we stop? We got. We might need that light. I think we should pause to talk about Otari. <laughs> if, if you look at it from that perspective, it isn't that bad. It's not like, you know, old man says you must do this and, you know, and, and nobody wants to do it. Okay, so they can't have a goatee for the season. Big, Not even the big, season. Yeah, really. Like he, he can't have deal. it for eighty-two five games. or six weeks. Oh yeah, him, and then he can grow it back in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. And no one will care. I saw Tyler Tello going. You know, oh, I would love to see them do like a like a like a grievance or something with that. Like you couldn't. What? Ba- basically saying, yeah, basically <laughs> saying, well, no, his point, I understood what he was saying, was like, there's no way they could actually enforce this. Like, yeah. they can't make you shave. But, you know, that just seems like a real unnecessary career shortening move. Yeah. <laughs> to pull off. Well, and, and look what the, the Yankees do. It's the exact same thing. They make you cut your hair. They make you shave your face. You are, if you're a New York Yankee, that is, that's your uniform, man. And I get the impression Lou is not totally unreasonable. Oh, of course. Because not. you know what I've you know who's had a lot of stubble this season? Like more than just a day stubble? Austin Matthews. You know why he's gotten away with it? He's Austin Matthews. <laughs> you maybe ride Connor Carrick a little bit. Hey, aren't you trying to make the lineup? Shave your freaking face, Austin. Hey, looking good. <laughs> Fun fact about the Yankees. Last year for the the MLB did players weekend, so they had all their specialty jerseys. And that was the first time in the history of the franchise that they had names on the backs of the jerseys. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, yeah. they, they're like, it's about the front. You get your number on it, but it's about the front. Your name's not going on the jersey. So is that going to be a regular season thing? Are they going to start wearing names? No, no, it was just it's for just, that special weekend where they had So they've never jerseys. had that, eh? They've never had names on the back that's of the That's interesting. Are there you know, a couple teams? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's other teams. You know why? Right. Like the, their home uniforms. Yeah. Do you know why they never put the names on the back of jerseys originally? No. Couple reasons. Money. I assume. One because they reused them. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and two because. It's like minor league yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, because yeah, like Johnny Bauer will tell stories or used to tell stories about how he had to give his jersey back at the end of the season. Yeah. Sprague McClagan dying of dysentery. You're our new left winger. Um, they also would make you. It would make you buy a program so you knew the names of the players. Oh right. So you have ten cents a program here. Yeah. So then you can name the player who have scored. You guys ever purchased a program? At a game? I used to when I was a kid and I used to collect them, but now I don't. Yeah, I don't even think they sell them you anymore. You used yeah, to. Do. Okay, my mom used to yeah. buy them. They were five bucks, too. That was a lot. Back in the day. You know what I used to get? Uh, sometimes uh, when it came to like games like that, I would, I would maybe ask for a program. And one of my parents, I think they took turns, they'd be like, yeah, uh, th- that's what you want? I'd get that. 
Because then they'd say something like, wouldn't you rather have French fries instead? And I'd be like, oh, food, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> they were smart. They that's were smart. Yeah. They, they would be, it is because oh, they know you're going to take it home and it's just going to waste space. Yeah, it's going to be in the garbage in a yeah. couple weeks. You know? I, I didn't did. realize I was making a terrible trade. They were going to feed me anyway. I'm their child. <laughs> I might but be, I gave away a program. I might be wrong, but I don't think the Leafs sell programs anymore. I think they do. No, they do, do they? Yeah, they yeah, do. yeah. Hmm. Uh, I think they do. I couldn't tell you where or what they look like, but I'm almost positive they do. Yeah. And if they don't, eh, they make enough money. Well, yeah. If you've got the Maple Leafs app, it tells you pretty much anything a program can. Yeah. Um, but it's, another, not, it's not something you can hold, Adam. Uh, you're right. True. True. You can't hang your app in your bedroom. So That reminds me. i got to go out and get a DVD uh, for this. Have, have you ever been to a baseball game with guys who fill out the lineup cards in their programs? Taking score? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the old guys? Yeah. Okay, Jesse, you're a huge baseball guy. Is that stupid? Yes. Yeah, okay, Why good. do that? It's part of the game. It's part of... No, it's not. Like, back in the day, it's a part of the activity of going to the ballpark. You fill out the uh, scorecard along with it. Nerds. That's <laughs> nerds. It is and the, then you collect them, and you have them all there for the season. There's, that baseball, is, baseball is the ultimate nerd game. Yeah, that sure. is... I will actually pull a hashtag watch the games on you. Because you're constantly looking down at no, your little... They're the ones who are watching the games more than anybody. <laughs> That's they're true. there taking the score of the game. But wouldn't you just get like, <laughs> you know, it's beer available and later online. And... If you really want to look it up, it's available later. But, yeah. But it didn't used to Frank, be. Frank, nope. put down the sheet, Frank. Yeah, but tell that to 1942, Frank. <laughs> You're right. Odie. <laughs> the, average, the average audience at a baseball game. <laughs> you know, I, I remember, love baseball. But I, I mean, let's not there pretend no it's nuts. not. Iran Madri required reconstructive facial surgery after taking a foul ball to the neck. So, but those were the days. Another team that... Grandpa, that was in the 90s. I know. Another Sorry. team that people are... The fan base is very upset is Buffalo. And Evander oh. Kane was sold for a conditional first in 2019 and a conditional fourth in 2020, and Daniel O'Regan. So what was the condition on the fourth? Because I never found that out. I don't know. Okay, the condition on the first was it's not a first. Oh. That okay. is essentially it. Why? Right? So the condition is if he resigns in San Jose, but San Jose said basically immediately, oh, it's a we're not resigning him. So it's a second-round pick. Today I learned Evander Kane has a lower value in the NHL than Ryan Harbin. <laughs> That's insane. Now, add in all the factors that I mentioned previously, but that is surprising because yeah. he's been good. Yeah. He's been very he's good. He's a 20-goal guy every year. Like two guys on the Sabres score, <laughs> and he's one of them. Yeah. So that, that was pretty surprising. Well, it was, and it was interesting to see Jason Botterill's comments because they... You having fun, Jason? Oh, Breaking news, guys. Oh. Senators agree to terms with Eric Carlson on a seven-year contract extension. No, Detail Adam. Oh. No, Adam. Click the link. Look no, the, it's from the Senators. Look at the year. Oh, 2012. You bastard. Sam George, you're a bastard. I was like, wait a second. What? You're I got such duped. a bastard. I got duped yesterday, too. There was a tweet. And again, from the Senators, it was like, we have a trade to announce. And I was just like, oh, watch. It's going to be like a promotional tweet. Like, I thought it was going to be like, trade in 
your five dollars for two RB sandwiches <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. It was nine twenty-five a.m. I don't think the day after trade deadline. Well, I, I mean, uh, since we're going to talk about it, uh, did you see Pierre Dorian's press conference after the trade deadline? He was a little hot and bothered. Yeah. Wasn't he? He's he's good friends with Eric Carlson. Did you know that they're super close? <laughs> he said everything. He might as well have been like, "I am good friends with Eric Carlson." You son of a bitch. <laughs> Do you hear me? I'm Pierre Dorian. You see this necklace? It is my BFF necklace. Eric has the other half. <laughs> Do you understand? Why is, Why so was he so hot and bothered? Why? Uh, because it's been probably the worst week of, uh, worst yeah. month of his professional life. Right. Season. But whose <laughs> fault is that? Oh, not his, but and, he's and still and got not, to deal and, with it. And, but not, and partly his, and not the media's <laughs> fault. Mm, yeah, but no, he was addressing rumors. So when he started saying rumors that were really, really stupid, I thought, oh, he's for sure talking about the $350 Uber ride. Mm, that yeah, was, that was probably pretty stupid. <laughs> probably yeah. fake. Um, but the one he seemed to be alluding to the more I listened to him talk was the uh, the music story. Where he went to talk to the Sens team and they just kept blaring the music and ignoring him. None of those things need to be true in order for the Sens to be a catastrophe. So I don't know why we hammed it up so much. But um, let me ask you something. Because I was wondering this to myself. Is there a situation where Eric Carlson isn't traded, and stays a send for the rest of his career. Yes. Yeah. What's that? It's very possible. They start I think that's mostly... Next season, kind of hot, and yeah. he's still on the team, and they're in a playoff spot come December. See, like, I think... They re-sign him. Here's what's going to happen. Oh. They're going to fire the head coach. Head coach is gone. They're going to find a new head coach. Boucher's probably gone. But I think... I wonder if Carlson stays there if Melnick's gone. Because he does seem to like it there. Of course. Can you imagine if they get Dolan? Like I think I kind of think he'd be dumb to leave, to be honest. But again, this is a player who wants to get paid on a team that cannot pay. Well, right now they can't pay. <laughs> right now, that is that is a key and difference. I, they I'm, are an attractive franchise. If that LeBreton Flats deal gets signed, then all of a sudden I think the value of the franchise is up. There's no reason Ottawa should fail. Well, with the with a arena where it should be, there's no reason that Ottawa should fail. I've had people tell me like, oh, it's not the biggest metro area and it's not the biggest city and it would still be one of the smaller cities in the NHL. Dude, look at Winnipeg. Ottawa's bigger than Winnipeg. And mm-hmm. I think it's got a bigger surrounding area too. Like yep. it, it, And it's Canada! The problem is, Ottawa, <laughs> It's the, the Corral Center is in the middle of nowhere and we know that. Is that what it's called? Oh, now? Canadian Tire Center. Okay. It was the Corral Center, wasn't it? I don't know. Canadian Tire Arena. Corral Center was an NHL arena, I just forget where. <laughs> I think it was in Ottawa. Anyway, it's in Canada. Like Hartford. It, it was a, it was at one point in the middle of a farmer's field. They have since built up some hotels around it. I was in line waiting to get into the parking lot, and I thought I was lost. That's how <laughs> remote it used to be. It's not that bad anymore. That was like 2011 or 2012. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's not ideal. So, so does a downtown arena and... Some good players make Eric Collison stay there for the next seven years. I think I, I think, think Eugene so. selling, Eugene selling too. Yeah, I well, like. Well, he, I mean, he's, he's a great businessman. He's not Always enjoying sell it. Sell as low as you possibly can. <laughs> Always. <laughs> well, if, okay, if you're a potential buyer, what's worth more right? to Eric Carlson on the team or off? Yeah. If I'm a potential buyer, you don't trade Eric Carlson. I think okay. If let's say they're selling the team, the Sens did everything they should have done. 
they kept their biggest asset and also offloaded a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't get rid of Bobby Ryan to do it. So uh, there was a very interesting thing that I, I just hadn't considered as part of the deadline coverage. Darren Millard was going through uh, all the money or uh, the cap hit that a team taking on Bobby Ryan would have to absorb because he makes like seven million. And Kiprios very quickly interjected. Actually, the cap hit would be one point eight million or something like that because the plan would be to buy him out, which I hadn't thought of because buyouts are like kind of rare these days, right? Oh wow, yeah, I hadn't I hadn't thought of that. And who could afford to do that more than Vegas? They can afford it. It's interesting. But um, no, I. it's easy to point at the Sens and laugh, but uh, they have options left. Mm-hmm. They didn't get a deal they liked. Um, keeping Carlson, I think, is actually probably still the best scenario. But there are problems above Carlson and above Dorian that need to be addressed um, first. As, if as, they're able to sell the team between now and June... I don't. Uh, as Eric Engel said, you shouldn't trade him. As Eric Engel said, what are you going to do about Eugene Melnick if you're Gary Bettman? What are you going to do about it? You got to do something about you gotta it. You got to do something. And you know, there's an unsung hero in all this. Who? The, a guy who may have prevented an Eric Carlson trade yesterday. Brian five or six on Twitter. Have you ever seen? Yeah, he follows this, us. He listens to the show. I didn't know that. That's the best brand individual. ever. Best rant ever. Bobby goddamn Orr! <laughs> he lost his mind. Lost his mind. No jump cuts needed. Do we, just... do we, should we play that? Should we set up the computer and play that? Uh, Everybody's seen it, right? Yeah, Everyone's yeah, seen yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Um, in the next Follow years, Brian five or six on Twitter. In the next two years, in the first three rounds, how many picks do the Senators have? That's a good question. <sighs> well, they don't have their pick next year. Right. In the first three rounds, how how many picks do they have over the next two I'm years? I'm going to just say six. They've got one for each round. Seven. They have three. What? Because <laughs> they don't have a second round pick this year. They don't have a third round pick this year. Uh, and then they got Pittsburgh's third next year. They got their own second. And then they're going to lose either their first this year or first next year. So they have three picks Holy in the next shit. two years in the first three rounds. It's not good. Wow. By the way, are you telling me you couldn't get a conditional seventh for Johnny O, do you? Yeah. You couldn't get it. You no, I don't think you could have. Because, uh, so when the see, Flyers got him, the, the Flyers did the Sens a huge solid. Because did you see um, how bonus laden his contract was? No. Uh, they could be on the hook for as much as a million dollars in bonuses. Like, th- there's a stupid, like, games played bonus where if he plays 65, and I think he only has like 11 more games to play. And then they owe him $250,000 for that. And they there was another $250,000 bonus, and there was another one and another one. So uh, losing Oduya for nothing is as good as a pick for the Sens. For the Sens, specifically. For most other teams, no, it's kind of dumb. And then I don't think they lost O'Brien. No one claimed O'Brien, and I don't think anyone claimed Burroughs either, did they? No. So you got to hope if you're the Sens... That by next trade deadline, you're offloading Duchesne for big picks in that draft. I don't because his, his deal's up after this year NHL, or after this coming year. The NHL is such a silly league that the Sens are going to win the draft lottery. They're going to get freaking Dolan. <laughs> Their defense is going to look better instantly. Maybe Carlson resigns. 
maybe Carlson does them a huge solid and resigns in the summer. All of a sudden, they're a more attractive free agent destination. They make no, one Steve. good trade, no. and they're right back there. No, sorry, man. No, they're, they're, I'm way, just trying to be optimistic way, a little further away Steve, from they're that. They're so far here. away from that. They don't have they don't have, in their system. What do they have? Trying to think. Well, they emptied it out a little bit. Exactly. Who do they have in Belleville? It's sparse. That's yeah. And then slap their NHL line. Dolan is not going to change this. Yeah. No way. Unless they go on some sort of run with Craig Anderson. But let's not pretend that they're going to be deep or that they've got some big studs coming up. They don't. I wonder what. I wonder if they showcase or not showcase. I wonder if they give a shot uh, to more of their Belleville prospects just to see what they have. Because I wrote a feature on this guy named Ethan Warrick earlier in the season. He's a former second round pick, but that was years ago. Signs an AHL tryout with the Belleville Sens. I think he got released. And then they signed him to an actual AHL deal. Joins the team and he's their top scorer. Despite having uh, played far fewer games than everyone else. He was still their top scorer for the longest time. And then he's been a healthy scratch for the last little bit. Because he's getting the Matt Fratton treatment. Where even if he's still you know, a decent player on the team, he's not an actual prospect. Mm-hmm. He just signed to an AHL deal. So... I don't know what's going on with the Sens prospects there. That is interesting. Dude, yeah, maybe yeah. they are farther away. There, than they, they are. are. Yeah, what, what facilitated the lease rebuild is they got rid of everybody, but the they, Marlies were good. And they'd also <laughs> been bad. Mm-hmm. They got rid of everybody and they were bad. So they had drafted Nylander, and then they had drafted Marner, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they win the draft lottery. And remember, they had drafted quite well. That 2015-2016 draft was an so unbelievable draft for them. So good. Second, third, fourth, fifth round, all great picks. Marner. Has been absolutely unbelievable. Exactly, recently. and that's the, that's the thing is that you've got and that Marner, uh, that, those Marner Nylander years really those two years set them up, set them up for what they are now. Twenty fourteen, they got Renat Valiev, who helped get you Thomas Buchanan. Yeah, so I think you know you, you you have to with Ottawa, you they have to they must continue to sell. Duchesne's got to go, Hoffman's got to go, maybe you hang on to Stone, but like. Get get the guys in in July uh, or in, at the draft. Get get some of these picks back. Still the most fascinating team out there. Yeah, for sure. Who has a whose future right now looks more bleak? The Ottawa Senators or the Montreal Canadiens? The Arizona Coyotes. That's the correct answer. The Senators. The Senators. <laughs> the, the Canadians have the money. They have the desire. They have the money. St- stable ownership. Um, you know, just that alone. Stable ownership. Maybe not the brightest, but stable. I think for they have sure. the second most cap space going into July 1st this year, as projected right now. Well, there you go. We have an answer. I mean, You're if, right. But Tavares. They did basically nothing. They got, they got some... They made a few really good spare part deals. Like, it's pretty good that they got... Something for Joe Morrow, and I think there were a couple other deals I'm trying to think That seems of. to be what Bergevin specializes in, is spare part deals. Yeah, basically. But, and uh, trading big names. I'm surprised you weren't able to get something big for Pacioretty at this deadline. They might trade him at the draft. It sounds like uh, Pacioretty really loves these trade rumors, and I'm sure he's super stoked that he gets to keep getting asked about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's the impression I got. For sure. But uh, the Habs, who are a rebuilding team, didn't really seem to do much of substance. 
And what like, could they do? What are they going to sell other than Patch? There's the constant Galchenyuk rumors, and the guy's still a hab. He's there. Nah, I was about to say he's their cadre, but he's such a much worse version of that. Like, it, he's, he's their cadre in the sense of, you know, it is a miracle that Kadri's still a leaf, considering everything. Um, but uh, no, I think Gauch's ride has been a bit bumpier than Nas's. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think I, I don't think Montreal's future is all that bleak with $20 million in cap space, the ability to spend it, and the fact that they're in the draft lottery. Uh, and they still have Carey Price and Shea Weber. Uh, like, this is not... They need a centerman. Have we talked about the can steal since it happened on the show? I think so. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, we yeah, did. Sunday. We did, we did. Um, yeah, I think, sorry. and Placanets will probably go back, <laughs> so, so like, what does it matter? Uh, I think they're they're fine. I just don't think they're going to be great next year unless Carey Price plays out of his mind. No. Um, um, very small note there is with Joe Morrow getting traded, I think Valiev should probably get a shot in their lineup. Yeah, which is great. I think you should get a shot. Habs fans, you're, you're going to like him. I mean, he's not going to blow you away, but you'll like him. There you go. Yeah. And that's it. All right, well, goodbye. <laughs> well, we got to do the press no, conference. No, I know, I'm joking. Um, I also had, to do if I can find it here, what the Stanley Cup winning team did on trade deadline day for the last couple of years. If you want to oh, let's hear it. So what did the Penguins do? <laughs> exactly. Do, do, do. You should have to give me a moment if you want to fill. Oh, never mind, oh. I got it. Okay. This what were you going to fill with? No, no, this is going to lead to an uncomfortable conversation, and I'm looking forward to it. What's the uncomfortable conversation? You'll see. Okay. So in 2017, Stanley Cup winner, the Penguins, they got Mark Streit, mm-hmm. Frank Corrado, and Ron Hainsey a week earlier than the deadline. That's right. The Hainsey deal was the big one. Yeah, uh, that's, that's your big fish. 2016, Penguins. They added Justin Schultz two days before the deadline. For a third-round pick. They got Carl Haglin in January. Good and pick. then on deadline day, they got Dustin Jeffrey, uh, James Melindy. Nope. And uh, Conditional 7th. Well, and Haglin uh, is a decently significant part of that team, but it's that's not re- that wasn't a buy at all. If I remember the deal correctly, the Penguins weren't in the greatest position, and they traded David Perron for him. So they it was that was a... The definition of a hockey trade. Uh, and they got uh, Dan O'Donohue. Who they wouldn't have won the cup without. 2015, the Blackhawks. They got uh, Andrew Deshardet. Uh And then they added Antoine Vermette four days before the deadline. And that was the big fish. The first round plus for Antoine Vermette. Uh, the Kings in 2014. They got James Livingston, Marion Gabrick, Brendan McNabb, and Jonathan Parker. Did they get Gabrick at the deadline, though? They did. That was a deadline day ad. Oh. Yes, yes, But yes. it was a long-term deadline day ad, right? Yes. Because he was locked up. Yes, and then the Blackhawks in 2013 got Maxim Suave. Is that Suave? Oh, Sauve, I think. Sauve? Sauve? Sauve. Was he like their backup? Oh, is it Sauve? No, I'm just saying that sounds better. So they got Cabernet Sauvignon. And they got Hanzus two days before deadline. So, they got their old guy. So, trading at the deadline doesn't really win you a cup if you land the big fish. So, here's a, unless the big fish is Antoine Vermette. Exactly. Spare parts at the deadline wins you cups, even if you get the big fish, as long as the big fish is a spare part, which Antoine Vermette absolutely was for the Blackhawks. He was their third line <laughs> center. Um, 
Which brings me to what Tampa did. Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone yesterday, and I go, am I wrong for thinking Tampa Bay is not actually that much better after this deal? And they responded very matter-of-factly, yes, you are wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, it moves everybody down the lineup. But I just, something about the deal makes me go, okay, JT Miller, Vlad Nemestikov, Let's Interchangeable. Call it, let's call it a wash. Let's let's even say Miller is a little bit better to improve marginally there. Good. McDonough's an improvement for sure. But the, the way I look at it, okay, and this is a dumb way of looking at it, I know. I don't care. Shut up. Listen to me. Um, so he's, he's what, your second pair left D now or something like that? Yes. So... He's behind Hedman in the, right. on the left side. So he's going to... How much better is McDonough than Sergachev? Right? And then how much better is Sergachev than Coburn, who I think might get pushed out of the lineup? Like, I, I don't know what it, what the lineup is going to be with McDonough. Basically, what I'm trying to say is McDonough needs to be X amount better than the guy he's pushing down. So, like, we always look at it as... Why isn't McDonough really good, though? He is really good, but we always look at it as, okay, see how good the Lightning are? They're now Ryan McDonough better. It's It doesn't quite work like that. Because okay. there's still the fact that he's replacing an already good player. So they improved. I'm not debating that at all, but I'm I'm a little bit skeptical of exactly how much they improved. Yeah, because you're going... Edmund, McDonough, Sergachev. So having Sergachev as your third pairing D. Yeah, which is a lot more ideal. Over Coburn is an improvement. It is an improvement. Where's Girardi in all this? On the right side, second pairing. Still. He might might be bumped down. Schuster would be your third pairing, right? And Strawman up at the top. Well, so you're either scratching Schuster or... Coburn. Yeah, do you switch Coburn over to the right side? I don't know. I don't know. They're definitely better. Okay, don't give me that look. They're definitely better. And the trade is actually perfect for Tampa because their window is definitively this year and next. Mm-hmm. It's And then they have to pay Kucherov. They got to pay Kucherov, McDonough's contracts up, Miller's contracts up. Yeah. But I just, you can't add a player unless it's for a pick. No, not not even if it's for a pick. You can't just add a player and be like, we are now Ryan McDonough better. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense at all? Well, if you're if you're kicking someone who's already good out of the lineup, I, I guess I can Adam, see where you're you disagree. No, I I'm not I'm wording it just <laughs> shitty. Just so bad. I, I see what you're saying. Is that if if Ryan McDonough was if 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 you're replacing a player that doesn't belong in the lineup and they're just using his filler, I I, I see what you're saying. It's like, well, you're you're not. They're already pretty if good. If you replace like Roman Polak with Ryan, with Ryan McDonough, McDonough, that's a big improvement. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I think in this particular case, as we saw last night, takes one weird play with the ref in the wrong place, and you've sprained your ankle, and it's a high ankle sprain, and you can't play for two weeks, um, and then you have Ryan McDonough. Look, they're better. I'm not saying they're not better. It's I 
and it gives everyone you the op- is looking at them like, how do you stop them? When you when you're well, how do you stop them? You do. It's the NHL. Like you don't scare me. There, there's no Golden State Warriors of a couple of years ago in the NHL, and there never will be. We the Caps looked like that last year. Guess what happened to them? You know, I I just I look at Tampa and I they're the favorite to win. It they became more of a favorite yesterday, but I see a beatable team. Actually, That's the aggressive. Golden State Warriors that broke the record, I think, also lost. But whatever, they lost in the finals to LeBron, to the greatest player of all time. Yeah, unquestionably. What a shame! It's yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So there you go. Okay. Anyway, it's uh, very, very interesting. Uh, let's do the press conference. Go to bed, man. What do the Leafs do with more now? Oh, Dominic. Um, That's just, from Mune Splash. Mune's. Oh, yes. Totally. I, I ate one of those in Amsterdam. Along with the Stroopwafel. <laughs> um, you have them. Yeah, like I, I saw a bunch of people being like, oh, maybe you can flip more now. No, no, no. no. You, again, your center depth is poor. And if someone gets hurt, let's say Placanus gets hurt, you're right back where you started. You're right back where you were a day before the deadline. Or Matthews gets hurt. Matthews, then you have the lineup that you had last night against Tampa. That you almost won. That you almost won, and you won the game before against Boston and outplayed them. What if, what if, what if? Yeah, it's good to have at least one spare guy, man. And then you're not putting, uh, you know, let's assume the Leafs are fully healthy. Then you're not putting Nylander in this position or Marlowe in this position. or I don't know, maybe you are. Babcock has... Needed a center and not used more before. But um, no, what's wrong with center depth? Stop being allergic to it. Mm-hmm. Especially at, at the 3-4 position. Like it's, you know, you're talking about, like Placanitz is for sure an upgrade. Uh, but it doesn't mean Dominic Moore is a bad player or has played poorly because he hasn't. Another unlikely to rear its ugly head scenario for the Leafs, especially because they've played so many damn games, is the uh, roster limit was set. So the Leafs had to send guys down to a have qualify uh, them for the playoffs. Qualify them for the AHL playoffs and meet the roster limit. You only get four call ups, so they sent Kapanen down and Dermot down, and then called them both back up immediately. So it was paper transactions. So for the rest of the season, the Leafs can only call up two guys. Well, they've already played most of it. What exactly. do they have left? They've got like fourteen, fifteen games. Tonight like- is game sixty six. So hopefully they don't suffer like half a dozen injuries over the next, what they got left, 16 games? They don't have emergency call-ups? You can't circumvent that? Mm, you can't ice a team? I was about to say no. You must uh, be able to but do that. But I'm just picturing Lou chuckling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're okay. Yeah, I, I think it's easier with a goalie. You can just go, well, we're screwed. But um, no. I mean, they still got Martin. They got more. They mm-hmm. got Levo. You know, Levo. Are you surprised Martin stole Leaf? No, I think they're going to move him in the offseason. Uh, yeah, they have time. Yeah. I don't think that, that anybody could take his money right now, and I think the, the whole point with the Leafs is they want to move the money. Yeah. That's Dude, a deal th- there that was it, a market for Ryan Reeves. Like, you could move Matt Martin. For sure. Absolutely, you could. Yeah. It's a lot of money, but you, you can move him. Um, probably back to the island. Yeah. He'd be worth retaining on not half, but... Eh, maybe yeah, maybe half. I don't know. That's just a couple years. Depends what you get. Um, Jesse. Uh, 
Second question. Did Delta throw shade at the U.S. Olympic curling team? <laughs> I've seen this story. It's the best. What? So the U.S. Olympic curling team, after they won gold, they tweeted, at Delta. Our Olympic curling champions are flying home on Monday. Upgrades? Question mark. Hashtag gold medalists. And then they tagged the two guys who won. And then Delta replied, Hi there. Congratulations, gold medal champions. We are honored to be your ride back home. While we don't have any upgrades to offer, we, we look forward to seeing you on board. Thanks for flying with us. So, wow, what an <laughs> idiot. Whoever ran that account or made that decision. That was AJ. You AJL. Want, you want a stupid amount. <laughs> Wait, how do you know that? Uh, he tagged him. He, he oh. liked it. AJL for Delta. Really I, dumb. I don't know if the community manager makes that kind of financial decision, but dude, <laughs> you want to get all the free will and all the goodwill in the world mm-hmm. for nothing to you? Nothing? Just give it to them. And now you get negative will. Now we get, when was the last time we discussed Delta Airlines on this podcast? <laughs> well, guess Never. what? There's a first time for everything, and we're talking about them being idiots. <laughs> Good job. So, Good yes, job. is the answer. They, uh, no, they weren't. Th- because yeah, they were if, kind of throwing shade. Yeah, if this were, was somebody more important, they're like, yes. if it was, if yep. it was Sean Murray, is Sean Murray who's Sean? Murray? No, the, yeah, Sean they, White. Sean White. Sean <laughs> the <Murray>. snowboarder. <laughs> we grew up with a guy named Sean Murray who also had red hair, and we always used to compare him to Sean. <laughs> yeah, White. we did. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> could <laughs> if this is Lindsay if, it's Sean, if it's Lindsay Vaughn, Sean White, one of those guys. Yes. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Well, I want to read something to you from a okay. Canadian that you guys, I can almost guarantee, have not seen yet. Don't look at this. Sebastian Touton, who won a gold medal for Canada in snowboarding. Ah, snowboarding. Two days ago, I won a gold medal for Canada, and today I'm flying in row 57A on Air Canada flight. What a great Olympic partner. Downvote. Hashtag sarcasm. See, he's not wrong, but that's a dick thing to say. What's that? Did you see his follow-up? No, he did apologize. Yeah, so he like was pleading Eric Ann to be like, no, you guys are great. I love you. I'm so sorry. Because I think someone sent him a note being like, hey, Air Canada is one of the biggest Olympic sponsors uh, yeah. in this entire country. You can't say that if you want to go to the Olympics again, sir. Wow, that's so, really dumb. Yeah, that was a real dumb tweet. And I need to apologize for my tweet. <laughs> I could blame the lack of sleep over the last few days or other factors, but it wasn't a good look. I fly Air Canada all the time, and they're an awesome airline. It also was, It's also awesome they support Canada and the Olympics. Hashtag sorry. <laughs> Click his thing. How many followers does this guy got? Uh, 64. 66,000. He fucked what? up. What? He fucked up hard. Yeah, he fucked yeah, up. Yeah, he fucked up hard. Dude, <laughs> I've, so I've worked with companies at the Olympics. The restrictions they have on things are unbelievable. We did an interview with Alex Bilodeau, who won gold for moguls in Vancouver, and he also won it in Sochi, too, I think. Um, and he was, he was a Nike guy, Nike athlete, paid by Nike. We did an interview for Nike. Guess what he wore during the shoot? Hudson Bay. Oh, no. Because he had to. Oh, yeah? He would have gotten shit. Oh, wow. He would have gotten shit. We would have gotten shit. Everybody would have gotten shit. We did a Nike photo shoot with him, but those photos were not to go anywhere. One guy posted a photo of him on Facebook. Look, I'm with Alex Bilodeau. And Nike saw it and was like, take that shit down right now. Wow. Not to be mean, yeah. but because you get in so much trouble. 
because yep. Hudson Bay pays an ungodly <laughs> amount of money. How, when else do you ever hear about the Hudson Bay Company? What else do you hear about it? They pay an ungodly amount of money for this thing. This is the thing they spend money on. So you got to imagine what an airline pays might be more. Mm-hmm. And this snowboarder who nobody heard of two weeks ago, except for, I guess, really hardcore snowboard fans, maybe, they're <laughs> going to be like, actually, all 30 of them. He's giving you shit? I watch the X Games religiously, bro. <laughs> but it's just you, sir. I know snowboarders like Mark McMorris and... His brother. Mark McMorris. <laughs> and his brother, who I just learned existed. <laughs> who is also the brother of Mark McMorris. You know what I mean? And this, this guy's giving you shit. This guy's giving you grief. Yep. And, like, the Canadian uh, Winter Olympic program has really improved since Vancouver because they spent a shitload of money on it. Um, oh, but, podium hashtag. Exactly. Yeah. But before that, Canada struggled to podium at the Summer and Winter Olympics because we, we don't fund them that much. Mm. Now you get a sponsor, a huge sponsor. What did we finish third in medals this year? This year, yeah. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I think it's the highest finish Not ever. Bad. Also, you're in row 57? Isn't that close to the back? Yeah, that's bad. Near also, the, no, but it's near the washrooms and the food. Isn't that what you want? Partially? Steve. I, Adam, I only fly Steve, coach. the food is no at the idea. front. Oh, is it? Food is at the front. No, if you're in the back, you get, the back, you get served last. Yeah, if you're at yeah. the back, they walk it to the front of the plane oh, and I it comes back. Mm. No, listen. I, you don't, know what it is. But it's also, I you don't want to be at the back of the plane. I get it. I get it. But also, you're getting a free flight. And by the way, a flight from Seoul, Korea to Toronto costs you $3,500. So you're welcome. I'm going to give him advice. Uh, I don't know if he did this or not. Wear your gold medal. Everywhere. Everywhere. You should have worn it on the plane. Yeah. On if you were wearing it like in the where you wait to get on the plane, whatever you call that, I bet someone would have been like, look, let's upgrade this guy. Come on, it's pretty cool. I feel like they should just for gold medal winners, just give them the first class ride home. Like, come Dude, on. I was walking down the street with the Hamlin brothers in Vancouver and strangers were who were sitting down stood up and gave them a standing ovation. You're telling me this guy with a gold medal? Just waiting in line at the airport might not have... Come on. Come on. He, he, I, th- I think he was cranky being on a... How long is a flight to South Korea? Or home from oh, South Korea? It's got 15 hours be, at least? At least. Yeah. At least. Ugh, yeah, no thanks. New and Zealand's like 24 hours. And they don't fly into Vancouver, which would be the close stop. They fly into Toronto so they can get all the media and stuff. So that's like... Oh, no. No, you think? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. They bring think, them all into Toronto. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's absolutely oh, what that they do. Sucks. That's where the national media is based out of. Hey, everybody. <laughs> You're just dying. And then you take oh. your connecting flight. <laughs> oh, God. You know who would upgrade it? Rogers. If Rogers had Rogers heard about Airlines. That, you know, Rogers they would upgrade Airlines. it. Up. That's all I know. Well, Great with guys, that, we, uh, we leave you. <laughs> Rogers Airlines. <laughs> Rogers Airlines. I mean... It would probably be a fine product to go with all their other fine products, Jesse. If you bought a Rogers so Airlines ticket, would you get Game Center Live for free on the plane? Tim and Sid are the flight attendants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you just look up in the front. <laughs> you, don't see what, that's pretty you know good. who's at the front of the plane? <laughs> you know who's flying it? If you look up to the front of the plane. <laughs> that's amazing. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, uh, Jeff Blair is definitely doing the announcements over there. Oh. No, yeah. he's the pilot. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. He's doing the pilot announcements. Yeah, this is your uh, captain speaking. You're, uh, you're going to 
fly the altitude of, uh, I don't know, you're going to be pretty high. Don't worry. <laughs> Look, you're safe. I know what I'm doing, okay? Right. No, no, no. He, he would also mention Ryan Tapera and the Blue Jays doing a right-handed relief pitcher signing, you know? He'd throw that in somewhere. Yeah, co-pilot here is Mike Wilner. Well, Jeff, <laughs> hopefully you won't need me on this flight. I'll just hang back. Well, what about that Vernon Wells deal? Oh, my God. <laughs> so sorry Gross. about that, Jeff. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Jerry Howarth. I retired, so I have a lot of time to just fly planes for Rogers Airlines and things. <laughs> I think oh, we're done now. Oh, a goose is flying right at us, and there she goes. <laughs> oh, my God. You're such a Did you just kill a goose as Jerry Howarth? Jerry Howarth killed a goose <laughs> as Jerry Howarth. I'm so tight. Let me go. Can we? Yeah, let's go. All right, we're done now. <laughs> we'll see you Thursday. Bye, everybody. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.